Welcome to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I'm your host, Brian Montez, founder of Scalosity Works and the Entrepreneur to Employer coaching and membership community. So congratulations is in order. If you've built a successful freelance business that has grown to the point where you need to hire, you have achieved a huge milestone. If you're already past the point of making your first hire and your team is now growing, well, congratulations is in order to you as well. So regardless of where you are with scaling your team and your business, whether you're at employee number one or employee number 100, this podcast focuses on everything related to people operations. We'll cover best practices, strategies, and solutions to help you build a sustainable and scalable business that is fueled by great people and a great culture. So if you're enjoying listening to this Entrepreneur to Employer podcast, please subscribe, give us a like, and give us a review. Your feedback will help us grow this podcast, and we'll be able to positively impact more employers to help them build better work environments. Welcome to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast, where we work alongside business owners to guide them through hiring employee number one and beyond, establishing proactive HR systems, and building a high-performing team to help you successfully grow your business. So I'm your host, Brian Montez, and today we're going to discuss how to let go at work and what you risk if you don't. Quick story for you. So back in 2007, I went to work for a high-energy founding CEO. This guy was hard-charging, fast-paced. He was the epitome of the hustle culture. He expected everyone to work as many hours as he did. Problem is, is he always worked 12 to 15 hours a day. The company ramped up from zero to 95 million in less than five years. So what was the problem then, you ask? Well, this founder CEO, for all his strengths and abilities, had one habit that ultimately led to the destruction of his company. This CEO could not let go, could not allow his team to function independently, and felt the need to be involved in every little decision. As the company grew to over 300 employees, his inability, whether by choice or subconsciously, to let go, he found that he could not keep up with everything. He was consistently working 16 plus hours a day, never took a vacation, and ultimately, he started making some really bad business decisions. As his number two, I watched all of this unfold, and I was helpless to fix it. I watched the decisions that he made turn the company from a profitable, growth-oriented machine that provided careers for over 300 people to a shell of a company that eventually folded. One of the hardest parts of my professional career was to help him close down this company and lay off some very talented people that did not deserve this crash landing. Now, this was the pivotal point in my life where I made, made the decision to start my own business. So a $95 million company down to zero, all due to an ability to let go. So as we start, I'm going to invite you to do a quick self-reflection. And this one isn't going to be a particularly far look back. This is something you can probably think about from today or even yesterday. Think back to your last commute home from the office or your walk from your home office to the kitchen. If you can, try to imagine how you felt driving home or when you wrapped up a full day of work. What was your mental state? Were your shoulders tense with the stress from the day? Was your mind racing with the thoughts of incomplete projects and tasks from the day? Did you carry that tension all the way through to work the next day? If the answer is yes, then you're probably not alone. Leaders today are faced with more pressure than ever. Oftentimes, we are short-staffed. Leaders are picking up responsibilities of others while we continue to ensure that operation moves forward smoothly. The to-do list piles up and the stress continues to grow. While adding efficiency into operations to reduce administrative burdens and stress is a long-term effort, there is one thing that you can do for immediate impact for your, your own well-being and your own daily stress levels, and that is to find a way to take a step back from all the details that do not require your attention. 
Put it another way, it's time to let go. Too many of us, and this may be easier said than done, so before we discuss the critical reasons for why this is important, we're going to discuss a few tips as to how we do it. So let's get started. Number one, assess your routine and delegate. So there's three steps to assessing your routine and delegating. So if you haven't grabbed a notepad or if you're driving, you're definitely going to want to listen to this podcast again, because if you take some of these steps and put them into action, you'll be able to start letting go. So for one week, keep a list of all your activities. And I did it on a day-by-day basis. I started listing out everything that I do every day, and I highlighted the things that are repeatable. Consider this. What are you doing that doesn't add value? For those activities, stop. Next, what are you doing that someone in your team should be doing or could be doing for you? For those activities, delegate. Then consider who on your team is interested in promoting. Provide them with a stretch assignment to help them develop and prepare for their next role. Be sure to follow up with recognition and feedback. When you go through your list, highlight the things that you can immediately delegate. Figure out where you can offload those tasks and what your team can help you pick up. Number two, schedule regular status update meetings and rely on those meetings and those updates. Schedule those meetings and build in tools to get status updates from your team and rely on those consistent methods of getting that necessary feedback and updates for projects and regular operational needs. In other words, put the tools in place, rely on the tools, and don't ask for an update every 30 minutes. Utilize the tools, allow the team to use the tools, and rely on the tools. The second piece to this is you just have to trust that you've hired a great team, because if you haven't, it's on you. Now, if they need input on an urgent item, they're going to know how to reach you. Make sure they know that they can text you, hit you up on Slack, call you. For me, I tell the team if it's urgent, pick the phone up, give me a call. Some things are better discussed in a quick two-minute phone call than a back and forth on Slack or text messages for five minutes. But beyond that, allow your team to make decisions and run their projects as they see fit and know that you'll get updates at the regularly scheduled times. Number three, reduce unnecessary approval steps. Certainly, some business transactions or decisions require approval from you or other members of your leadership team. However, take a moment to review your business processes. What approval steps add value? What steps do not? If you are not truly adding value, i.e. identifying mistakes, disapproving decisions, etc., is your approval really necessary? Similarly, if you are identifying mistakes or disapproving decisions, what training opportunities are there to correct that root cause rather than simply approving every transaction? The key to delegating is training. Whether you are hiring your first employee, whether you have a team of employees, whether you're hiring contractors to fill in on the roles, right? If you've got some independent contractors or freelancers you're going to use, it doesn't matter. You need to make sure that the tasks that you are going to have them do and that you're going to delegate, you provide training. What I like to do is I like to use video recording tools such as Loom. I will go in and I will record a training topic, usually no more than three to five minutes, one training topic per video. And I go through what needs to be done for that specific delegation and task. Create the training video. Now you have a, you start to build a library of training videos that you can refer to over time as more people come on or more delegation is required. All right. Now, once you've taken a step back from these day-to-day details, not only will your team feel more empowered, you will likely feel more confident in the operation of your business and less inclined to think that your involvement is necessary in every aspect of the organization. 
Now, for many, of course, this is a challenging proposition. However, it is truly a critical effort for you in order to make your organization grow and also for your mental health. Both you and your business will sacrifice if you cannot let go. And I know, speaking from experience, it's taken me a long time to be able to let go. It's taken me a long time to be able to step back and allow my team to do what I've hired them to do. But I can tell you by doing that, I have allowed myself to work on the business and not in the business the way I used to. So there are four things that you're going to find at risk if you don't start to let go. So let's go through that list. And the list is longer than four, but for the sake of brevity, we're going to talk about just four today. Number one, team growth. With a micromanaged leader, whether it's intentional or unintentional, any team is likely to experience heightened turnover, especially in your higher ranks when you're hiring skilled employees who want to be trusted to make decisions and run an organization. They don't like to be micromanaged. Over a decade ago, Daniel Pink had already popularized the concept of autonomy, mastery, and the purpose of being driven by factors of intrinsic motivation. If your leaders don't have autonomy and don't have the ability to continue excelling because you're in their way, well, they're going to go somewhere else to find that ability and to find that opportunity. Number two, if you're a top-level leader and taking on assignments that others could effectively handle, you are creating a bottleneck in a workflow. You're assuming that that leader likely has more on their plate than the lower level people do, and you are taking away a good developmental opportunity from a different employee, prohibiting their growth. So understanding when to delegate and not feeling the need to take on a task that really should be with somebody else is critical. So the more a leader gets unnecessarily involved in minute details and decision-making processes, the less ability there is for that team cohesiveness and dynamic to effectively form. The team itself is prevented from truly developing its own culture and process where it has a leader who over-engineers workflows and micromanages assignments. Number two, personal growth. A big dilemma here is time. A leader that hasn't learned to let go, who is micromanaging his or her team and hyper-involved in day-to-day decisions, has overcommitted their time. The time spent on these tasks cannot be spent on other more fruitful tasks that would allow that leader to truly grow. Similarly, A leader may be working all hours of the day and night to complete their to-do list, determined to make it all work. However, in this case, they are likely to burn out, and that's a surefire way to impede your personal growth. At the end of the day, once you burn out, you're no good to anybody. You're no good to your team, you're no good to your customers, you're no good to your family, and you're no good to yourself. Third, additionally, the leader may be burning bridges or exhausting resources by micromanaging their team. Instead of gaining allies and a strong network by empowering and supporting their staff, They're sending a message that their staff is not trusted. This eliminates an opportunity for support when working towards that leader's own personal growth. The third thing that you will inhibit damage or slow by not letting go is your company's growth. I mean, as you can see, the risks continue to get larger in scale and gravity as we truly consider the consequences of a leader who cannot let go at work. The effects of each sacrifice compound on one another. The risk of company growth becomes inevitable once we consider the risks already discussed. In an organization with a leader who micromanages and over-involves his or herself in decisions, teams are prevented from growing and the leader is prevented from growing. Naturally, there will continue to be downstream consequences to the company as a whole. Now, on a more granular perspective, depending on the role of the leader, the processes implemented by the leader may also prohibit company growth. For example, if the CEO personally is the one failing to let go of the details, There may be an overly bureaucratic or regimented system and process in place that prevent the company from being nimble and agile. 
In today's marketplace, this can truly have grave consequences if this company cannot compete at the necessary pace of change. And the fourth and final one we want to talk about today is mental health. The hints of mental health implications have already been sprinkled throughout our discussion today. The potential for burnout, the stress of a leader that will stay with you at the end of the day. But truly, is it likely enough and consequential enough of a risk that it must be mentioned separately? A leader who involves him or herself in the day-to-day operations beyond what is required is risking their own mental health. At the beginning of this episode, we discussed the tension that you might feel in your shoulders driving home or walking out of your home office. And of course, that is going to exist. However, where is the line drawn where it escalates to becoming a problem? Eventually, it may be increased to constant pain, fatigue, and the feeling that you can never get anything done. This may lead to anxiety or depression. Having a balance between work and life and a clear line of the priorities in each area is critical for protecting your mental health. And if you're concerned that you may be putting yourself at risk in this area, it's always a good idea to seek help from an outside mental health professional. There is no argument that letting go is hard. Whether you're a founder or a high-level leader, it is of course true that you are essential to your organization. However, it is also essential to remember that your organization has a team of individuals who are skilled and competent and can advance your organization without your involvement in every decision. Do not make yourself the single point of failure. Do not make it so that your business cannot function without you. Because if that's what happens and something happens to you tomorrow, then the business cannot function and all the revenues will dry up very quickly. So always remember that if you do not learn to let go and you continue to become a single point of failure, you are putting your business at greater risk, as well as your livelihood, as well as your family's livelihood, as well as your employee's livelihood. So take it slow, start working on letting go, but be mindful of the importance of the strategic change that is necessary for your organization. Remember that the consequences of not letting go can be drastic. And while it may be a challenging transition, Your personal well-being and that of your team and that of your family will be improved in the long run. So I hope you got something out of today's podcast. I hope you take some time to think about letting go and the importance of it. And it's it's something that we always have to work on and continue to get better at over time. And it's something we always want to reflect upon. So hopefully you've gotten some good value bombs out of today and some things you can put into, into work tomorrow. And we will see you for next week's podcast. Until then, you got this. Thank you for listening to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast today. We have a free resource for you. Download our free workbook with the 18 questions that a transitioning entrepreneur to employer needs to ask and answer before making that first hire. The link to your free resource is in the show notes. Last but not least, subscribe to this podcast and give us a review. The more we grow this entrepreneur to employer community, the more we can make sure that Mondays, or any day of the week for that matter, don't suck.